Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that explores themes of personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where a coterie of ambitious vampires fights to carve out their turf in a fictional Appalachia dominated by ancient monsters. I am Russell, and I play Gordon, the clandestine Lissambra. And I'm Josh playing... Shoot. Um, (laughs) And I'm Josh playing Clear Visions, the delightfully devilish Toreador. This is Ben playing Tommaso, the hostile Putinesca. I am Nick, and I play Jason, the Banhu Akeem. I am Mike, and I will be your storyteller this evening... Why doesn't our coterie fill us in on what happened last week on Monster Game Night? Uh, we found out that my loyal retainer and ghoul, uh, Rosetta, she's possessed. And not only that, she's strong as fuck. Yeah, we went and uh, saw uh, the father. He gave us some interesting information. Uh, specifically, he told us that he took a confessional. And uh, that confessional said that he took the liquid that was in the chalice out and gave it to Dr. Saniani at the local university. And Jason figured out that the specter who is possessing Rosetta is searching for its fetter, some object that binds it to this world and is precious to her. And with that information, Tommaso sat for a minute and pieced together that since the specter is interested in the bloodline of who disturbed this fetter, then it's likely that it was something that Suzanne Giovanni, who he's been tasked to look for and find, was involved in. To set the scene, the Coterie is standing in the garage of the Church of the Blessed Hope of the Resurrection, planning their next move, presumably to drive to the campus of Jamestown University. Who is driving? How are you getting there? Hey, Gordon, you think they got a church car we could take? You know, like a minivan or a bus? I think that'd be kind of fun. little field trip. Uh, sure. Let me go find out. And I'm going to go to the door and ask, uh... I was kidding, I was kidding, don't do that. <laughs> Father Paulson. <laughs> we could just take Rosetta's car. She don't need it. No, right? we'll just check with the church. And see if they have an old car we can take. Hey, as long as it's nondescript. That's what's important right now. I mean, I feel like it could be a hearse and we'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be kind of on brand. Yeah. There does appear to be a hearse and it does not take Gordon long to find the keys for it. It's a very old vehicle. Does not for once in a long time appear that he will need to roll against his Bane severity to activate this car. Hey, look at that. Normal keys. I know. What a thing. Perfect. All right. Let's hop in and go, boys. Uh, hop in and uh, drive to the university. Jason is going to stay at the church and see what else he can learn from the specter. Ooh, that's a good idea. I had wondered when we get around to asking her some more questions. We're going to stick with the rest of the coterie for now, and then we'll cut back to Jason at a dramatically appropriate moment. It is about three in the morning by the point you set out. You have about four hours until dawn. Good to know. All right, how long does it take us to get there? Gordon is driving. You cross Jamestown. You are not far from there where you set out. It only takes probably 15 minutes to get to the campus. 
you have a few places that you can enter. You could either choose to enter the student housing. You could park nearby there. There's student and staff housing is nearby. You could also choose to park near the industrial plant and where the chemical research labs probably exist. You could also choose to enter the chemistry, the physical sciences building proper. You choose to park nearby there. Well, these kind of places are supposed to have like some kind of directory or something, right? Surely. Let's go to the proper. Yeah, let's go find a sign. Yeah, we're going to go to the uh, physical sciences proper. It doesn't take long. Jamestown College is actually not that empty right now, it being a college campus. While it is less populous than it would be during the day, there are still plenty of students carrying on and making noise. You can hear bonfires crackling, you can see hacky sack games going on, you can hear guitars being played, parties happening, beer pong games, all of that great fun is happening at the moment. You find a physical directory. It is a three-posted sign in the ground that has a list of the different classrooms and buildings, and even a list of the professors. All right. I go looking for Dr. Brianne uh, Saniani. Are we looking for again? Dr. Brianne Saniani. One more time, Saniani. Dr. Brianne Saniani. Okay, louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon scans it. Dr. Brianne Saniani is not listed as a professor at this university, or at least on this sign. She is not listed. God damn it. I go over to the hacky sack kids. Okay. Oh boy, here we go. And I go, hey guys, do you guys know a Dr. Saniani? Hello, fellow children. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yo, everyone run away. Who called the cops? Um, I'm not a cop. How would you like, uh... Usually candy, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about saying, how would you guys like some drugs, but that doesn't sound any better. (laughs) That sounds like the kind of thing a cop would say. I know, right? Um, Look, you fucking narc. (laughs) Look, I'm just looking for this Dr. Saniani. Do you know where she is? Dr. Saniani? No, I don't have any classes with her. Do any of you kids have classes with her? None of them answer. Gordon! Tell him, tell him that she's throwing a rager and we're trying to find it. Thank you for your time. <laughs> and he walks away. Maybe we should just go straight to the building. See if we could just, you know, find her office or if there's like a... Which building is she in, though? Physical science building, right? Question. Are we Either sure? One big building? It's chemistry, right? We don't know what she is. Sure as heck not in the social sciences one. What if that was the horror the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we'll go to the physical sciences building. The physical sciences building is a brick and glass building. The windows are strangely heavily tinted. You approach it. The doors do appear to be locked. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to go picky, picky, locky, locky. Hey, hey, don't, don't get too eager, okay? We're out in the open here. I can't be seen by cameras. Yeah, the rest of us can. Well, you guys go around the corner then. I'm oh, going to go. Highlighting for our listeners how the Lissambra's Bane works. You cannot be seen by cameras, but it does not help you with stealth. 
it helps you. You're a field of distortion that is clearly humanoid on camera. Your bane can never be of use to you. It can only be a punishment because it is a curse from Cain, probably. We think. Presumably. Uh, but anyway, so yes, Gordon can be seen on camera, and it wouldn't necessarily be a masquerade breach if he was, because like, our camera malfunction on this guy who broke into our building is not really a masquerade breach. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to go picky, picky, locky, locky. Okay. Give me a roll. This is going to be composure plus larceny. So that's two successes. Two successes. However, I did roll two ones on hunger dice. If the roll does not succeed, it is a bestial failure. Interestingly, given that the physical sciences building is located in an area of the country that has been struggling with all kinds of chemical addictions for a long time, the security on it is, in fact, fairly stout. Two successes is not enough to succeed. I need you to roll a d10 for me. That's an eight. With an eight, that invites Mr. Gordon to a paranoia compulsion. That's exactly what you want your levels to <laughs> Paranoia compulsion. Hunter and hunted. A vampire always needs to keep their eyes and ears peeled for trouble. With this compulsion, that need flares into full-blown paranoia as the hunger reminds the blood of its vulnerability. The vampire tries to disengage from any perceived threat, suspecting anyone and anything. Any action not taken toward that immediate end incurs a two-dice penalty. The compulsion ends when the vampire has spent an hour in a safe spot. I have time for this, but there's no one around right now, right? Gordon's not sure, but they could be watching. (laughs) 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 Then clearly I need to get into the building. Gordon, did you get it? Yeah, give me a second. The door is stuck. You know what? I have potence, lethal, lethal body. You do. I'm going to just attempt to punch the glass out very well you're breaking glass so we are just going to go with strength brawl subtract oh you know what you're trying to get somewhere that you think is safe does gordon think the building is safe yeah it obviously is if it's locked okay so but you're gonna broken glass i think it's a class building on a college campus at 2 30 in the morning i think it's safe yeah okay all right it doesn't matter i will have two dice, two dice from your roll <laughs> zero successes did you roll any ones yes one one on hunger dice holy fuck that's a second bestial failure and a second compulsion (laughs) go 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 this is really fun so roll another d10 this is a really weird episode I gotta say that's a one that's a one so that is a hunger compulsion so with a hunger, Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Aren't you at like <laughs> I've had three hunger. Oh, fuck me. Ah. Okay, pull a Han. <laughs> Just murder somebody, jump into their chest cavity. It's a safe, warm location. Stay there for an hour, we'll grab you. <laughs> so with a hunger, Jesus Christ. The vampire will do anything to slake their hunger, whether that means violence, subterfuge, or outright begging. They perform any action not immediately conducive to feeding at a two-dice penalty to their pools. This compulsion ends when the vampire slakes at least one hunger. 
Okay, so then, are there any students nearby? Um, yeah, there's the hacky stuff. Do not go back <laughs> Wonderful. there. Wonderful. Oh, I'm going to go back there. <laughs> and specifically... <laughs> you are also paranoid. Let us not forget I, this. <laughs> I know. Because, <laughs> because I'm paranoid, I'm going to go up to them super stealthy. Wait, wh- wh- where the fuck is he going? Hey, you're not done and over I'm here. Going to, I'm going to stealth, which is conducive to feeding. At minus two. Yeah, but that's still at minus two. Okay, so that takes out my oblivion cloak. So give me a roll of wits plus stealth. And are y'all doing anything as you watch your friend go from picking, failing, to then punching the glass, failing at punching the glass, to turning around and slinking off into the night? Like, you know, he's probably just upset. (laughs) He's had a really (laughs) rough go. (laughs) Hey, Tommy, do you think you want to... You know, just bust in this glass, get us in there. All right, hold on a second. Let me go find something. So I'm looking for like a rag or something to wrap my fist in. I'm sure you can find or a, a lovely embroidered a, handkerchief you it, could use. You can, you can save that for later. You this find is, a uh, Phi Kappa Epsilon shirt that has been discarded. Ugh. Ugh. I love it. So that is seven successes. Seven successes. You subtracted two dice from that pool, right? Yeah, which nullified my oblivion clip. Goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) Seven successes. Gordon finds a young man has seated himself beside one of the dorms. He's scribbling away bad poetry in a book. Gordon approaches him. He's not paying attention to anything right now. Has no trouble. How much hunger are you slaking from him? I'm going to slake two hunger because I'm at three. Okay, that will keep you here feeding from him for the rest of the scene. I'm actually going to drag him to the darkest corner. That's going to take another dice roll, bro. First, I'm going to look at him and say forget so he's not struggling. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm His drag face him. dropped. <laughs> this oh. is super problematic. Yes, I really don't I like this scene. I don't either. I, I don't, like, you gave me two fucking compulsions. What the fuck am I supposed to do? The dice gave you those compulsions. Okay, fine. But <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. He's not going to feed in the open with a compulsion, a compulsion of paranoia. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so Gordon drags him off to a corner behind the bushes. Yeah, he's going to find some place semi-safe to feed. Find somewhere safe to feed. So for the rest of the scene of entering the physical sciences building, Gordon is... Good luck, guys. <laughs> We're totally prepared for this. <laughs> okay, I Okay, guess- Teresa, can you just smash that window with your beak? Hey, hold on a second. Be patient here. I'm getting ready. I just got to find the right spot. Okay, here we go. Ready? Is she going to help Tommaso do this? Sure, let's give him a one-two punch. <laughs> so Therese runs over and she kind of crouches underneath Tommaso. Give me a roll of uh, charisma plus animal handling. Gotcha. Can I add my specialty of birds to this? Yeah, I, I should. She's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> you said charisma. I wonder why you have that. This is the weirdest session of Vampire the Masquerade I have ever played. It only beats the last one. It'll be three successes. Three successes. So, yeah. Uh, Tommaso, add a die to your pool. As Is it just strength ball? Yep, strength brawl. Strength ball. (laughs) Strength ball. Strength ball. I believe that's what those kids were playing on the quad. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the one alone was playing stank ball. Mm. That makes too much sense. (laughs) 
stank ball poetry. I'm just picturing him. He looks like a young John Mayer. <laughs> or just a current John Mayer. It's four successes with a pair of crits, right? Yeah. Five. And Ooh-hoo, boy, my crits were both on Hunger Die. Woohoo, yeah. boy. I knew you'd like that. So, Tommaso, you could do this a little bit quietly, right? But not that quietly. That's not my style, bro. In this context, though, you can do it a hell of a lot louder, though, right? As Tommaso reels back, he sees a little sticker that says, Glass is alarmed, alarm will sound, and laughs to himself for a second. The glass explodes in a beautiful ripple matrix style. In that instant, we hear the chirping of an alarm beginning to sound. We both turn away and put sunglasses on as the window explodes. <laughs> um, Bale. Uh, that's fair. We should probably get out of here. This was a bad idea. Let's go. We're going to cut back to Jason, who stayed behind at the church to interrogate the specter possessing Rosetta. To set the scene, Jason is standing in a small, simply furnished bedroom, white cinder block walls, a single bed, and simple, plain wooden furniture abounds. Rosetta has been tied down to a chair. Her face is filled with rage. What are you doing? So Jason is going to pull out a uh, small vial that he has prepared, which is a mixture of his Vitae mixed with a a little bit of the meth that he had acquired previously. Oh, shit. And he is going to put a hand against her forehead, push her head back, and pour this vial into her mouth. This is Ishtar's Touch. (laughs) So Ishtar's Touch is made for working against mortals and kindred. The specter is neither, and so you gather it's probably not as susceptible to this as those other two would be, but it'll probably make your interrogation a little bit easier. Her face, though, looks even angrier and horrified But as Jason keeps his finger closed around her mouth, she is forced to swallow it. What are you asking her? What is your name? The specter clearly wrestles not to answer, and then, as though it's compelled to... I slap her. Rosetta's face snaps to the side, and the specter, in control, says, Olivia Delphi. Hello, Olivia. Tell me about your fetter. Why is this important to you? My aunt's Vitae. She was embraced. She was taken... She was forced and converted, and then they massacred her. They slaughtered her, drained her dry. I kept watch over it, hoping I could find her body and bring her back somehow. I see. So you got to witness this happening, did you? They made me watch. I bet uh, that wasn't traumatic at all, was it? She doesn't answer that question. (laughs) So this is what you want, is your aunt's Vitae? I want my aunt back. Well, you know that's not possible, but... This is all that's left of your aunt. I understand. Tell me. uh, Tell me about this cult that did this to her. She... uh, An enterprising look crosses her face. Rather than looking enraged for the moment, she looks calmer. She says they called themselves the Order of Izmir. At first, they were 
fugitives. When I first arrived, they were nobodies. And then they, they came out of the woodwork. They took control of the governor. They took control of the city. The lieutenant governor tried to fight them along with my aunt. I did too. My aunt put up wards against them, trying to keep them contained and trapped. Then they found her. They captured her and they killed her. They knew that she'd taught me, so they burned me to death, trying to force me to tell them what I knew. Uh, Jason's just calmly writing all of this down in his, uh, in his notebook. Anything else? At this moment, Olivia looks at Jason and says, your friends are going to burn just like I did. This doesn't immediately register with Jason as he continues to write in his notebook. And then, mm-hmm, huh, huh? Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> now we leave Jason, Olivia, and Rosetta's body behind at the Church of the Blessed Hope of the Resurrection. And we return to the steps in front of the Physical Sciences Building at Jamestown College. Gordon's feeding on the soul of a poor, lonely poet while Clear Visions and Tommaso are arguing in front of shattered glass windows as an alarm begins to sound. What are you doing? If we're quick, we can... No. I I think this has gone poorly enough already. I... Look, if we don't go right now, security's just going to be more tough the next time we try to come in here. But I said we just make a, re- a break for it. You're afraid of some rent-a-cops? Yeah, no, not really. They're not even real cops or whatever, is what Gordon said. But uh, I wouldn't want to risk it, and I'll run in. Fine. Clear Visions, as you step in, you see there is another directory on the wall here. Do I see Saniani? You do not see Dr. Brianne Saniani. But there are a set of offices that don't have any name at all listed beside them. They look to be underneath the first floor, possibly even beneath the garage, in the basement, in a sub-basement. I'd say we check out those unlabeled ones, right? Fine, whatever, let's move. I like a style, let's roll. That is the end of the scene. Gordon hears and comes to himself, his eyes closed in relish, slowly open. As the glass shatters and an alarm sounds, the hacky sack gang. What? Whoa! And a stream of students begins to head in that direction. Gordon's still under the paranoia compulsion, correct? Yes. Okay, fine. I will stealth in to the building and go after them. And I actually think that actually this building would not be a safe place when the alarm is going off. I wish I could justify that, but I just Yeah, I no, can. it's not a safe I, building with the alarms going off. No, I mean, in, no. in fairness, if you were playing this straight up tactically, yeah. that would be the smart thing to do. But we've already made a dumb decision, so I think you get to make a dumb decision with us. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You've got the cover of all the That's kids. That's okay. You do have I, a lot of kids here, so give me a your roll of wits plus stealth. So normally I would have two extra dice to this because of Shadow Cloak, but because of my two dice penalty, I'm not adding those. So how many dice do you have in this? Eight. Eight. Okay. Gordon is yeah. fine. Yeah. Even with his most like, paranoid and worst state. Yeah. All right. So, so we get down to the sub basement. Gordon yeah. rejoins with you. The fuck did you come from? Jesus. I was hungry. Oh, really? 
You know, just really. Do you, you do did you guys a notice up job though? Do you guys notice that shadow's weird? It, it's looking at me. What? What? That shadow. It, <laughs> it's it's looking at me. Stop looking at me. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna need you to recover pull it one together. point of superficial willpower for role playing your compulsion. I need you to pull it together. Yeah, that this is already as soon as you make that that shadow stop looking at me. Hey, th- listen, I will pull it together, man. Hey, I, hey, I walk over to the going, shadow. Everything and I going. step on it. <laughs> and I say, "Look, it can't even hurt you. Look at me. I just, I'm just a frail old man crushing this guy." looking at me man just just don't try not to pay attention you know what's really funny as you stand in this sub basement with clear visions stepping on a shadow there is a burst of light and suddenly all of the shadows retreat that's right you stupid fucking shadows fuck you i did that (laughs) way to go man Uh, three figures step forward they appear to be wearing masks and more pressingly held in front of them there appear to be lit torches in their hands I don't like that <laughs> um, can I activate shadow cast I get hungrier so you guys just see the shadows go away and then just kind of engulf Gordon and then he's gonna roll stealth that's a total of eight successes. Here, that thing was looking at him. It ate him up. Gordon's pretty fucking well hidden right now from these guys. Now that may be worse for your friends. Okay. The three figures advance. You can see now that what they're holding in front of them, they're not torches. They look almost like spray wands with hoses running to a backpack behind them. There's a small fire burning at the tip. Uh... Can I fucking help you? Nothing to see here, boys. <laughs> Just uh, doing a little B and E. We'll wrap up our episode as the three of them fan out, pointing their flamethrowers at each of our coterie members. Ugh! Fuck! That, that's how the podcast ends. We're done. <laughs> hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by Ben playing Tommaso, Josh playing Clear Visions. I am Nick, and I play Jason, the Banhu Akeen. And I'm Russell, and I play Gordon. Tune in next week. We release an episode every Monday. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monster Game Night. Also, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is the best way for a small, independent show like ours to grow. We hope that you can come to our next Monster Game Night. I have to pee. Get going. Get going. Currently peeing. What's that? I said I'm already doing it. Well, bam. You wearing those Depends? So I keep that catheter strapped in all the (laughs) time. Not a professional (laughs) podcaster unless you're strapped.